Ten Tennessee. No. Um, what's that song? There's so many. I can't. I was gonna. I was thinking Tennessee whiskey. I was gonna. You know. In your Instagram archive, your story, because you get the song Yeah. Uh, just forget it. Hit it. back welcome back ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages and i just banged my knee into the table Woo! people of the universe that cover everything um welcome back to the white bear and tk podcast i am one of your hosts i am t anthony also known as obviously white beard today's is going to be a short little update actually this is going to be a special update a special update? No, special, special, special what? I'm special. I'm very special. <laughs> um, I'm sitting here uh, at, the, at this table, not standing like we normally usually do because we're actually not home. That's why this is going to be a quick special edition of what's going on. And I just realized while I'm recording this, um, Elizabeth is in the background in the kitchen about to do some, some pancakes or about to record that for... Um, YouTube, but this is one of those behind the scene videos. Well, actually, part of the show will be clipped off, and it'll probably be that. I don't know. Maybe it'll just be the beginning of this whole this whole episode. But I just realized that we had gone on two hikes, and we did not tell you about them, or we may have done one already. Uh, and we may have we we may have talked about that one already one of those hikes already um one that we took in it we saw this fallen tree that had fallen um down in hurricane sandy i might have said this i have to go back and check everything else before this and then i'll probably come back and let you know but and so then last week we took a hike we went up to up along the Hudson River, this trail that we had taken a while back, but I said I wanted to get an easy trail before we take this backpacking trip down to Tennessee, which is actually where I'm recording this part of the episode or this particular episode is being recorded in Tennessee. And I realized that while we were down here, we didn't say hello to you on Tuesday and we had so much to catch up on. What's the name of that show? The uh, Invincible. I was going to add that on Monday with... Uh, the Walking Dead universe, but that didn't happen. So we still have to catch up on that. Another episode just came out. So we got to catch up on all that and maybe talk about the hike from last week that we didn't do uh, this Tuesday. It just passed. So um, that's going to be a lot to unpack and a lot of stuff to put into that. And then coming up, maybe, maybe, maybe. We'll get you a little, um, I don't know what's up with my lips. Maybe, just maybe, we'll put a little bit into this episode of what's going on and where we're at and what's happening. I'll give you a hint. It's, they might tell you that we were going to try to take our elevate to the next level hiking. We're going to do backpacking. This is our first backpacking trip. And it's come with a lot of problems and a lot of stress and, and a few other things. And driving down here took hours. And we took a break in between driving to stop in 
I want to say Western Virginia, because we weren't too far. We had to drive. It was like, I split it up so it was like six hours going down and six hours coming here to Tennessee where we're at. We're in Sevierville, Sevierville, right? Sevierville, Tennessee. She's not even looking at me. Um, not like you can tell by listening to the radio. But anyway, um, yeah, so I, I took a break. And so it took a very long drive from New York, stopped in, in Virginia, um, stayed at a campsite. So we camped out and then we moved on to Tennessee. So that's where we're at right now. And that's where this episode has taken place. And the reason why uh, that other person isn't here, you know, the one who stands behind my beside me isn't here is because she's over preparing the meal. Um, the evening, the, the late meal, our late dinner, uh, the, the day before hiking, the, the day, the pack, pack, whatever you want to call it. So that's what's happening in the background. So when she's done, then we'll get back and we'll finish this episode. But until then, uh, take a break. Listen to the info, and we'll see you in a little bit. Psst. Now that we have your attention, if you have any questions or comments or you just want to say hello, you can reach us at whitebeardandtk at gmail.com. That's whitebeardandtk at gmail.com. And also, you know what you need to do? You need to check out our channel on YouTube and you will get the full Whitebeard and TK experience. Say it again for Whitebeard and TK experience. On YouTube. There you'll find clips, video clips of the week from a podcast, and you'll soon be able to catch our adventure series that we're hoping to do on Fridays. But we don't know. Haven't picked out the right day that we want to do it yet. At any rate, you'll be able to see both things on that channel. Say it again. Whitebeard and TK Experience. On YouTube. Press that button. No, I meant you, not them. Well, just like that, in a flash, click, we're back. And guess who's now sitting next to me? Go ahead. Tell them. Tell them who it is. Tell them. Tell them. You're just sitting there. Would you say something? Britney Spears. You're not Britney Spears. Who are you? Britney Spears. You're not Britney Spears. I am. If you were Britney Spears, it'd be like a million listeners right now and we would be getting paid. Whatever. So this week, you're somebody else other than yourself. Yep. So here we are. Um, We had our dinner. Um, It was banana pancakes. And... I, it was fresh banana pancakes. We took some fresh bananas. I smashed them up. She made them, and that's what we had. And we sat down the night before we went backpacking, and we had that pancake dinner. And we watched one of our favorite families, one of our favorite YouTube channels to watch. It's the Epic Family Road Trip, which is really good. What? Why are you looking at me? What are you doing? Why are you? Anyway, so... Um, which is a great way to begin an adventure is to watch other people who are out there doing these adventures to encourage you to do this stuff. Um, and when you're adventuring at a certain age, yeah, I'll cover that 
on the road to 60. So, yeah, so what happened is, what had happened was, never got back to the beginning. Um, you know, during the break, after all the other stuff happened, we did have dinner, but then we left. So we didn't get back to doing this. I thought I had a bright idea. Maybe we can continue this particular show while we were out. Um, but that didn't happen. We were in a total dead zone up at Great Smoky Mountain um, National Park. Total dead zone. We had nothing. We couldn't get out an emergency phone call if we wanted to. That we, and I was sleeping. You were sleep. You were snoring. You were snoring. And um, so there was no way to get out anything, so we couldn't record anything, so we just left it alone until we returned um, the following day. But, yeah, so that's what happened with that. Yeah. <laughs> and we missed last week because uh, we, we've been putting together, which we might, you know, we should probably do on a Friday, but... I don't know. And then do that with the Falcon and the Snowman. But I, I, I'll the just Winter keep it. Soldier. Yeah, the Falcon and the whatever, the Winter Soldier. But I think I want to keep it the way it is because it is by the same guy who did um, The Walking Dead. So the Invincible stuff we can make just continue to do on Monday instead of putting it on another day. And if we skip it like we did this time, we'll talk about it during the show. And uh, we meant to do this, the third episode, but we were so busy preparing to leave. That kind of... Um, didn't happen. And I don't really remember it. I think maybe, do you remember episode three? Yeah. Okay. And then we watched four last night. So then we'll get into all that. But here's what happened. Where did we go? Tell them where we went. The Great Smoky Mountains. National Park. Specifically, the West Prong Trail. Yes, we hiked the West Prong Trail. But not the whole thing, because there's like a point seven miles after, but we just went to Campsite 18. Right, we hiked up and we went to Campsite 18 because we we're backpacking. Um, the difference between, as we talked to the guy at the park ranger, he was saying there's so many different terminologies with hikers. There are through hikers, there are section hikers, there are backpackers, and there's this and there's that. And I said, yeah, it, it all gets a little confusing, and it is kind of I won't say convoluted, but depending on whoever you're talking to, some of them have this air of snootiness. Yeah. And you know who you are. Mm -hmm. We won't point fingers at the through hikers. Did I say that out loud? Did I say the quiet part out loud? Yes. Yes. Fall behind them are the, the backpackers who globetrot around the world. Oh, I'm going over here. I'm going to pet the elephants and I'm going to feed the monkeys and I'm going to, and we were over here and oh man, shut up. I don't mean to say shut up. I don't mean to be disrespectful, but I'm just saying, you know, there's a, there's a hierarchy in everything in every facet of everything we do. And among hikers are those, those, those people who might see themselves as the elites. I see it as you're just hiking. You're going out, it's great exercise, you're enjoying the adventure being out and and all of that other stuff, you know, because with some of those things, it comes with, um, I think I mentioned it last week, I don't know, or wherever I was talking, I was mentioning it, and, um, I saw an ad for this thing called Shower Pouch. And a guy on YouTube, I mean, uh, Instagram posted a picture of Shower Pouch, something he was using during his uh, his hike, no, 
I think it was overlander. And he said, you know why? Because overlanding doesn't mean you have to stink. And we're kind of on that mindset because we've seen a few videos on YouTube with through hikers. And um, this is where I get to about the hierarchy type of thing. And I think we may have mentioned it here before. We get those through hikers who talk about the ultralight backpacking and the through hiking. And, you know, the ounces become the ounces become pounds and the pounds become more weight. And so you and, and you know what? What we learn, I'll get into what we learn. We'll get into what we learn in a minute. But let me continue down this line of thought before I break off into the other stuff. The main point of why you're here. Um, you know, start saying, well, you, you, why have a tent? You can take uh, a tarp. Why take a tarp when you can take this little piece of blanket and use your um, trekking poles? Why have something on the ground when you can just sleep on the ground? Why take deodorant because it weighs 0.7 ounces or weighs one ounce and that one ounce is too much? And, um, you know, why take a whole roll of toilet paper when you can just use five squares per month? <laughs> Whatever. It's like, remember the person we heard? It's like, just use one square to wipe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. <laughs> That's not about to happen. Um. You know, and the guy's like, you know, the part of being out here, the beauty is, you know, why, why put the deodorant? You know, you're going to smell like the rest of nature. You're going to smell like, nah, bro, you stink. And there's absolutely no need for that. I mean, if you're finding a water source, you could wash up a little bit. You could, you know what I'm saying? If there's absolutely no need for funky armpits, then there's no need for funky armpits. You dig what I'm saying? If you know, Even if you don't have toothpaste and you have a toothbrush... Get that water you was using for your tea or for your bag of dehydrated food and brush the plaque off your lips. You 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 could be, you, you know what I'm saying? You're just looking at me, but you say you feel the same way. Right? Uh-huh. You don't have to if it's it's a if it's a point where you don't have to do that. So um I'm carrying my deodorant. I'm gonna carry my toilet paper. If I'm stuck and I have to use a rock. I don't know about all that. <laughs> I, I might look for some leaves or something, but I ain't using it. I'm serious. There are people who say you could use a rock to wipe your butt when you're out in the wild. I'm not one of those people. You're just looking at me silent. Neither am I. Oh, good. Thank you. The people will not think that you're alive and here with me. So I'm just not that type of person. And I don't take great pride in saying that I'm out here in the wild and I'm funky because this is part of being out here. I'm not that person. You know, I'm not. You, you, you dig what I'm saying? So, um, yeah. And like I said, when, when I've talked about this before, you know, when you get into that realm, you have all the hierarchy and the people who feel a certain particular way. Like it's a badge of honor to do something. Yeah. And I'm just not. I That's not how I feel. Mm-hmm. So, this was our first time as backpackers or backpacking, which is basically camping and hiking at the same time. Yeah, you're just carrying all your gear with you that you're going to sleep in, and you could if you're your 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 what's the word shelter, your shelter, your your. Um, all the things that all the things that you need. You you want to jump in here? Thank you, thank you. Water, food, 
your clothes, um, your equipment, your emergency communication, your regular communication, your... Toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we took toilet your money. paper. We, we did... I don't know we're going to do with money. Ask the bears to say, hey, can, can you get me a ride down a mountain? But, well, I mean, if... Let's say you park your car somewhere and say, I'm going to go hiking these three months and I'm going to circle back to my car. But somebody, you know, communicates with you on your emergency communication because there's no connection to have regular communication. And they say so-and-so got into a car accident and you need to go down the mountain, but you're only halfway through your trip and you can't turn back now or else that person will probably, you know, you'll miss them. You'll miss them. You will miss the time to go and talk to that person. And so now you have to go down the mountain wherever you are and find some emergency transportation. Yes. How are you going to do that with no money? Give Let's say you chips. get hurt and you need to be flown out of there. How are you going to do that without paying for it? You got wood chips. Pay, bill, bill me later. <laughs> so um, we did this thing. I've been thinking about it since we started hiking, and I really thought about it last year, and I really wanted to do it last year, and we all know 2020 screwed up everything we ever wanted to do, and so it really messed up this year, and this year we had so many things we needed to plan in our personal life, and I didn't know we can do this. I didn't know we were going to ever go camping again or do anything else outside of hiking, and I bit the bullet and decided, you know what? This is necessary for us. It's necessary for us to do this because um, we need that time outdoors. We need that time to relax. We need that time to do something that's a little bit more adventurous than sitting down and watching, you know, television. And I'm a massive television watcher. I love watching movies as, almost as much as I like reading books. But... You can get to the point where you sit in front of a TV so long, you forget that there's a real world outside. Um, I gave up Netflix about two months ago, and one of the reasons for it was, like she was saying about the emergency communication, um, I saw a lot of hikers and a lot of people who do overlanding, and when you're in remote areas, everybody has this Garmin GPS. Now, I was going to go with the Garmin Mini. I think they're only $100 between each one. Probably should have went with the Mini because it is lighter, <laughs> much lighter than the big clunky one we got. But the big one we have has maps to it. And I thought maybe I can use that, but I don't know how to use it. This is our first time, and I really wanted to get into all of the functions before we left. And it was maybe the day, the night before we left, that I realized that my emergency contact messages wasn't set up it wasn't synced with my phone that tells you how this everything was going with this trip so i got that set up and i put in some pre-packaged some pre uh pretext pretext like some pre-message some preset messages in there which is you know we got here we arrived everything's fine the second one i think is something like we're a little bit late but you know so and so on the last one as we got out we're doing fine i'll call you whatever and so i set those preset ones up um, I have, we have, should I say, we have the um, 
it's not called the emergency plan. It's something similar to that, the, the name of it. And basically, it was the same amount of money as Netflix. So what I did was they won't let you pay for certain ones. You could pay per month, but per month was going to cost more. So I did, or for a year, I forgot what it was. So what I did was I just said, okay, I'll pay for a year. I'm locked in for a year, X amount of dollars per month, which was basically the same amount I was paying for my monthly subscription to Netflix. I said, we'll give it a year. And after that year, we can cut it off. And then we'll use it when we're going different places. You know, I had hoped to do all 50 states at one point. If not, I wanted to at least do, um, what was the thing I said? We can hike across America was going to be the cause, like hike across America, but we would, we would, uh, uh, the national park, national park tour, national park tour, hike across America. That's what I was thinking. I'll venture, you know, it, it would be that. And we were just, we were going on the road for two weeks or or maybe a month but if doing that that would mean shutting down our apartment and just saying goodbye and then after that we would have be homeless and just have to figure out where to live and maybe what we've been going through for the past couple of years is that we probably just need to do that just go no roof left boom now we're forced to go do other things to get here i'm hoping that's not the case i would love to find a nomadic job so that we could travel, take care of that other stuff and do that. I would love to hit every national park. So in preparation for this, I got rid of Netflix and took on Garmin um, monthly payments. We paid for upfront one year national park. Uh, the camping permit? The national park pass. Um, so that we could go any national park wherever in this country, and we can also go to anything that is a, a BLM, which is the Bureau of Land Management, which is public lands. So we can go on those backcountry public lands, um, and so that's that would be worth the money. That was that was like maybe eighty dollars for that that yearly pass. So the hope is we can maybe get to do something this year. It seems like it's going to be very difficult to do anything. And before I let that get me down, I said, we're going to do this. We'll come back and we'll deal with life and all of its trash that's going to be thrown at us. But let's do this. If we don't do any other big thing this year, let's do this. Been sitting on this for a while. So we did. And the first one I thought about, I really wanted to get to Utah due to Grand Canyon, was the Great Smoky Mountain. It was just long enough in a drive, a longer drive than we've ever done. And um, it's a national park. So we can knock that one off the list. And yes, what did we do when we got there? You got a stamp. Got a stamp in your what? In our uh, national park passport. Woohoo! Look at you. You got another stamp. How many you got in the book? Two. Two. And so we're on a roll. You know, God willing, I would love to do another very long trip this year. Um, like I said, I would love to just do a whole national park tour and just spend time just doing that. And that would be great. <laughs> it really would be awesome. I would love to get down to this place called White Sands. I believe it's down in New Mexico. I've seen it. It looks beautiful. I would love to do that and just hike through that. I'm not talking about backpacking, bike backpacking down there. I'm talking about maybe go down there and camp and hike into that place 
and um, who knows, you know, we'll figure it out. So let's get into this backpacking thing. Wasn't it fun? When we got to the campsite and all the way out. What's that supposed to mean? The way in wasn't fun for me. It was hard. Um, Go on. It was hard. It was mostly uphill. And then we went downhill for like the last 45 minutes. So it was like two hours of walking uphill. Which is about a little, in, a little over a mile, I want to say, or a little less than a mile. That last, that last bit. In the hot spring sunlight, with a bottle of water, which didn't do, didn't do too bad actually. That bottle of water is like more than a liter. Yes, yeah, thirty-two ounces. So, uh, I would say that's pretty. That that was pretty good. Yeah, but we have a three-liter bladder, and we usually drink. All, well, you usually drink all two of yours. But well, we have, right, okay, two and a half. And we usually drink most of it. I drink most of it. If it's a really hot day, you usually drink all of yours. So neither one of us finished this bottle, which I'll get into a little bit later. I did. Yeah. At the Like when we got there, I finished it all. And then... I, I had to pee so bad, people. I also saw a bear walk across like a, a down tree. So like okay, so there's just I want you to close your eyes, wherever you're doing, wherever you are, unless you're driving. If I close my eyes, I can't see the time on the clock. I want you to close your eyes and just imagine two. Oh, you mean the people listening? Two hills. Two hills. Side by side, next to each other. Side by and side, a tree next to each other. Is just in the middle, balancing. It fell over, like a tightrope. A down, a down tree. Yes. Like a tightrope, and just imagine a bear walking across. This is what I saw. And then it just walked off the tree and down the hill. Yes. I have no video of it. I have no picture of it. Because this is what she said to me. Dad. What? Tell him what you said. Tell him what I you said. I said, look. And then I pointed. And then he goes, look where? And then I said, right there. And then I pointed. And he said, where? Now, this is where I would have said. I said, look, a bear. Where? Right there over the tree behind the so-and-so. This is what she did. Dad, what? Look. And I turn around. I don't even know direction. He goes, look. I'm looking at what? And I'm trying to find. And then I see the bear. And I'm trying to get my phone to focus. I take the thing to shoot. I don't know if between the video and the picture. I couldn't figure out which one I was going to do. But by the time I got it all figured it out, because I had the map open, the bear disappeared. Of course, we heard one rustling up behind us, up in a, just up over the hill. Where someone said, and a guy said, you know, there were two bears over there. I'm like, yeah, we saw one. Mm-hmm. But we're not scared of the bears. It's a black bear. Um, but go on, yes. Their eyes yes. are still closed. Or maybe they open it because I was talking. No, you can open them now. Okay, the open The story is over. Um, yeah, and then my feet were hurting really, really bad. So bad that earlier we went to the store and my feet started hurting in the store. So the trauma is still there. It's just, it's dormant. Anyway, my feet were hurting so bad that I decided to just sit down on the ground in the middle of the tree. I was like, no, I need to rest for like two minutes. And I just sat down because there was no place to sit down. 
really. It yeah, was there just... was no. If you found if you found a down tree, we found maybe two, maybe two. Well, third one didn't look too stable, and if that one would have fell, we would have fell all the way down the mountain. It was like maybe not so much. And the trail is mostly narrow. So I, I waited a very long time for that space to open up. <laughs> I think it, it it got narrower in the middle part, not the beginning. In the middle where we clearly were at the top of the mountain because we looked at the GPS and we were at 22. Mm-hmm. 22 plus feet, 2200 and something feet. So we, we were really at the peak of where we were. And at that point, it was very narrow. I mean, so narrow that only one person can walk on that, and you'd have to walk single foul. And on the, and when you're walking, let's say now we're going up to the campsite, right? There's a hill, or let's say the side of the mountain that's over there that if you fell, you would be okay, right? That's to your left, walking up to get to the campsite. To your right is the edge of this path. This is what I'm trying to get to, how big, how small the path was. On that edge of that path, what would you say, about four four inches maybe? Mm-hmm. Maybe about maybe about four inches, right? Mm-hmm. About four inch patch of grass lining the trail. After that four inches. Half of that four inches was the cutoff. Like it was like two that was like a solid staple. You'll be okay if you step on it. And the other two is like. You're just okay, dead. You're just, like if you twist your ankle at any point. You're, you're dead. You're gone. If you trip over a stump, you're dead. Which is crazy because it's an out and back trail and there are people walking towards us the second day. Oh, yeah, that's and right. I just realized that. Yeah, it is out in the back and they were coming up, yes. And the first day. So the, the first day when we were going to the campsite, there was a guy that turned around. He was like, you know, um, there may have been an older couple as well. I can't remember. But definitely, I do remember. No, guy, that, that guy was the only person like, that came by. Um, he's like, you know, it is too hot for me out here. And I was like, I'm smart man. Smart man because he only had a tiny bottle. He only had a tiny bag, which I'm assuming had his water in it. And I'm just like, no. No, see, you can't do that right now. 70 degrees, bro. And you're walking up there. Nah, nah, nope, nope, nope. Nah, 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 nope, nope. No. So you either have to walk up the mountain, up the little hill, on the grassy, flowery area to make space for the person. Or you just have to hope that they come around where the space opens up a little bit. It, okay, forget about a hill. Think of it as a wall. You have to scale the wall to make space for the person. Right. It's basically a wall, kind of lean, I want to say... Uh, it's a wall with like an incline. Uh, 90 degree? Is it a 90 degree angle? Would you say the wall? 90 degrees is straight up. Okay, so it's like a 45 degree angle? Yes. Okay, so it was a 45 degree angle, and so you didn't really have much foot path. You didn't really have much foot room to move to let someone else go past. So luckily, he caught us on a part where we were just about to turn, and there was a little bit more room. But I, sorry, y'all, I, I was not putting my life in danger for this kid to walk over. I kind of moved to the side, and he went on by as he was talking. But it was where we passed each other. It was a spot where you could move over just a smidge to let someone else go. But let's get back to the drop-off. You said it was four inches, right? But you said like half the four inches was a solid maybe two inches for your foot to step on. Yeah. After that, it was a straight, complete drop. Mm-hmm. Drop. 
all the way down to the valley and you would have hit tree after tree i don't you may let's just let's just put this in just a little bit more of you a, may or may not survive of a good like perspective for all of you okay let's say you have a 16 inch laptop imagine a path that wide that you need to walk on for the next depending on how fast you walk let's say you're us two hours Two to three hours, you need to walk on a path as narrow as this 16-inch laptop. You sure it's bigger than my laptop? The path we're walking on? You know, I'll give you that. I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you it was like 16, 15, 16 inches worth of path. And, you know, it, it kind of looked like, you ever seen them bald guys who's bald in the middle, got the hair around the edge? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, ball brothers, but um, <laughs> that's exactly what it kind of looked like. You had that little bit of hair on the edge, man. And if you trip, again, it would have been over. And I kept thinking, you know, running these scenarios in my head. If she fell, what would I do? I don't know how to do this. Not like I had a rope on my back. How would I get there? Because, first of all, you can't call for the rangers. The rangers are not coming for you. For me, I was thinking about falling more when we came back the other way. So I was going downhill. And you know, when you go downhill, sometimes like your legs want to go faster than you want them to go. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, can you slow down? And that is a point where I always trip. It's not going up. I don't I don't think I've ever tripped going up a hill. Yeah, but my thing was, okay, if she falls, what am I going to do? Um, I'm looking at certain points. I'm like, well, she went this way. She, if she can hang on down there, then, then, then maybe, maybe I can go and then... Um, so yeah, so you, there was no cell phone phone call. You you couldn't get in or get out to for any emergency calls, anything. Like uh, it was it was also like a good distance away that you didn't have any cell phone service. So like once you hit, there's like a a, a station where you have to like check in. Like if if you're doing back country camping. So at that station is like the cutoff for your connection to the internet. You mean the ranger station? Yes. Right. The ranger station, when you get into the park, there are a number of ranger stations um, and welcome center. We went on, what's welcome center where we at? Oh, darn, I forgot. Wasn't Tremont. Um, Sugarland. We're at the Sugarland. Yeah. Intensity. We're at the Sugarland Welcome Center, and so over there is a ranger station. And yeah, the minute we left out the ranger station, I think we drove less than a quarter mile. No, it was at the ranger station because I was trying to send you. A message. Right, I was in the bathroom and I couldn't send a message to you. Yes, I I left the bathroom and then I went to the car. First of all, you left the car doors open. That's how I got in. <laughs> okay. You didn't lock the car. I know. Um, I went back to the car and I'm just like waiting forever. I'm just like, it does not take this long to use the bathroom. At least not for him. Because he's the type of person that either he does take his phone to the bathroom or he does take it in and he'll still stay like 15 minutes and then he'll be, he'll be out. Like tops 15 minutes. So usually I'm just like, okay, it's been about 20 <laughs> It shouldn't take as long for him to use the bathroom. That's because I'm sitting outside waiting for her, and I'm texting, and I'm texting, and I'm texting the angry text, like, where are you? And then I said, okay, let me go and do something else. So I was thinking of, I was going to walk over to the car, 
and put the stuff in and then come back and I would text her on the way or maybe by the car I get a I would get um service but then I see her coming up from the parking lot and then like yeah we had no service so when we tell you we're in a dead zone it was an absolute dead zone and and that that it gave you some hope the bars the one half a bar gave you some hope that you were getting a message no but you weren't no but as i said once we got into the car and we drove about less than a quarter mile that was it everything it was just zero i had nothing but a giant zero <laughs> with a pretty much like a slash and on the car the gps i mean everything was just it was gone yeah, it was it's, just gone. It's a line, a slash through a phone. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, nope. You got nothing. So yeah, um, the highest we've ever had to hike to a peak was seven hundred feet, seven twenty-five, and so this one's recording was the the elevation we need to go to the elevation gain was a thousand six hundred, thousand four hundred, fourteen hundred feet, but we discovered we hit. 1700 to get from the bottom of the trail to the top to to hike into our um our campsite so we exceeded Which, by the way it was huge yeah we exceeded where we were going um we've never been that high and i was so worried about her asthma but she did very well um thankfully here's a good part about that and then we'll get into some other good parts about it because we spent too much time talking about this, all the other stuff, is that it wasn't, it was a steady climb. Yeah. It, it wasn't a steep straight up. It was a steady climb all the way around. So, um, but that steady so, climb. I, mean, I was out of breath, but I didn't need to, I didn't even think about using my inhaler like, right. at any time. And I want to assume it's because your body was slowly getting used to the, the height. Yeah. Um, my heart, though, I couldn't get the rate down even when we stopped to rest. So, that was a, that was a bit of a problem and something that that made me a bit fearful that I couldn't get my heart rate to the where I wanted to and and it's it's been about a month since we had a strenuous hike and nothing of this magnitude in all the times that we've hiked so that was a concern point for me um so it's a slow climb all the way around the mountain and you do go around and you curve and you got these curves. It's like a snake mountain that you drive with your car and you go up and then we started to come down. As we got closer, it was more like um, this East Coast, New York, New Jersey hiking we do all the time, which is over rocks and in trees where we're twisting our ankles. It's it's ridiculous how we have to hike. So I was here. I'm like, wow, this is beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I could have worn my sneakers. This is a beautiful thing. Um, yeah. And so talking about all the dangerous things right now is the reason why I gave up Netflix and brought into the Garmin. The device itself was pretty pricey. And if I could sell it or give it to somebody else to get the smaller one, I'd probably do that, but probably just keep it. And then she'll get it as she goes out, you know, live her life and do things. And, you know, eventually I can't do this forever. <laughs> so you know, this type, this type of adventure. Um, my knees were terribly shot after this. And it was coming out because when we got down to the bottom end, maybe that last 45 minutes worth, which was probably a little less than, an, less than a mile for us. But it took us a while to do this because it was new to us. And we, I tell you the truth, I didn't know what to expect. 
I would wonder what it was. I was just going to say, we've done four or six miles. We can do five. So when I went to pick the site, I was like, oh, yeah, I could do five miles. The guy said, well, this is your first time. Try some of these easier places. I'm like, okay, fine. But I couldn't figure out the map, you know, because we didn't spend time reading a map. I use electronic maps. No, the map was easy to read. And we hike. In 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 a, in a relatively easy area where we are, and I use all trails maps. But this was like no. Now you need to read the map map. And um, so when picking the spot, I didn't know where we exactly to go and figure it out until after you did it. And then I finally went back to to reset the stuff, and I figured out how to do it. Mm-hmm. You know to see where we were. But the the wonderful woman, the wonderful ranger said. How high you want to go up? I said, not that high. So I got one for you two miles. I'm like, okay. I said, it's first time? Yes. Okay. I got one for you two miles in. And so that's what we got. And I was trying my best to find out because I didn't ask that question. What's the elevation gain? <laughs> and we found out. We survived. But the body's binged up. What are you going to say? The map was easy. Map was easy to read, but it was whatever other like information paper that they sent you. That one was like that did not make sense at all. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this trail was good. I remember this guy said that he used to take his son out when he when his son was younger, and I'm just like, he didn't say when his son was younger. Say the word. Do you remember the word he called his son? When my son was, he said my son was a youngin. Oh, somebody said to us, "Have he a good." Didn't say youngin. I know he said something. Oh man, if he had said sprout, I would have fell out. He was a little itty bitty thing. He's an itty bitty, right? No, it wasn't that. You sure he said he was an itty, itty, itty bitty thing? He called him something else. Yeah, but go on. Um, I'm gonna take little kids out here because you know little kids are clumsier than older people, and it's like. If a child goes off that, there's no coming back. There's no coming back. I'm I'm sorry, but I'm letting you know. <laughs> but his son lived. I know, but I'm saying if your <laughs> child trips off the edge, like if you have a very clumsy child who's always tripping, maybe not. But uh, there are there's a water crossing, a big water crossing that is okay so there's like it's not really big but there's a small like tiny little stream that's like running through what are you talking about at the bottom no um right before you hit like these weird trees that look like banana leaves yes and fair warning the rocks are very slippery rocks are very slippery we found it was easier just to walk through the water. That's what I'm talking about. At the bottom. Well, it wasn't at the bottom, but that's when we were going downhill. We had to have that little the, the uh, crossing over the brook, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Because there were a couple of streams. Or streams. There were a couple of stream crossings we had to go through. Um, but I, th- I think it was two that I saw. And the one that I saw, I didn't realize that was probably under us. Or that little piece that, little piece that we went over the first time we set in that log. Mm-hmm. But then this one was much bigger. Yeah. Um, I knew that. I heard that rocks were slippery. Then we were watching a guy who was hiking. I'm going, he said, I'm going to take my shoes. It's, this is, I don't know. This is, I'm like, he said, maybe that way it would be safer. I'm like, safer? Dude, I could, 
That's like no water whatsoever. It's coming up to your ankles. And now, he was, and now I get it. Now I get it. I was like, oh, snap. I slipped on the rock, people. <laughs> I slipped on the, the rocks rock. The were just so smooth. Like yeah. When, when we were going, I mean, there were some that were jagged and the boot could, could hook onto and you're good. When we first went, I slipped and said, That's, be careful, the rocks are slippery. Like they should make boots that will give you traction on wet glass. You mean like suction cups. <laughs> <laughs> and so when we were leaving is when I actually slipped. And um, yeah, I've fallen before. And slipped before a couple of years back. I've when, fallen and I can't get up. Well, it, this would be two <laughs> years later. I probably would fall and couldn't get back up. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I actually slipped. And um, thank God I had my Black Diamond. I will talk about Black Diamond forever. My trekking poles. And guess who pulled out hers on the way back? Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, use your pole. Use your daggone pole. And so... I slipped and that stuck that sucker right on top of them rocks and lean and that held my body weight and I was good after that. But but see here's the thing. It's like with guns. If you take children out very, very young, they'll learn because you're teaching them. And they're a bit fearless, but they will also respect the danger. I'm not so sure if you take a teenager out because no- I respected the danger of walking around on New York City sidewalks as a child. <laughs> And I still trip every five minutes and will scrape it on my knees. True. I get that. There are some clumsy, some clumsy children and you would keep them on one side or keep them very close. Like the couple when we were leaving were walking close, which I told you, stay close. But when that narrow road came, you can't be too close. If you trip somebody else up, you're both going down. So you need to keep just enough space that's safe enough between the two of you. You can help the other one and just enough room. So you're not up on each other's back. But yeah, so um, there was that danger and there was the small water crossing. But um, But once you get to campsite 18, you go across the larger body of water with a bridge. There's a bridge. And you might think, okay, this bridge only has one side. Did you hear the the roar that water we walked across? Yes. Um, It was a little bit, it was like shaky. Yeah, it kind of, it bounced, it It, bounced. Yeah, it it wasn't shaky, like, I feel like I'm going to fall, but you could definitely feel, like, the weight of at least us, (laughs) Um, because, like I said when we were recording that night in a video, I said, listen, I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty happy person, so, again, I'm just here to tell you, I made it across that bridge, and that bridge was sturdy. It may it only have one railing, but it held up very well. Yeah, and the log was not that big. The log was... Um, it was like six inches thick. No, no, no. I'm not talking about... Well, it's bigger than that than the circumference all around. I would say it's about a foot because you could put two feet while you're walking side by side. So in a circumference, it must have been... That log must have been about a foot wide. Mm-hmm. About a foot, a foot and a half because you have to account for the railing that they attached to the other end of that while they put the other wood across. So, but yeah, once we got into the place, it was beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we saw a sign that said camp B and camp C. No, B and C. We didn't see a sign that said camp A. We figured it was on the other side at log. So we took a walk over there. Um, we didn't really rush getting up to the place because my whole 
thing was, we're not going to rush and have any incidents and stuff like that. The only thing we were fighting for was to get into camp before nightfall so we won't be setting up the tent at night. If we had gotten there, if we left a lot earlier, which was a real problem, we've gotten there early enough that we could have actually walked around the entire area and checked it out. But we didn't have that, that luxury of time. So we got in and we decided to take camp B. And in the middle, C. C, and in the middle was a fire ring and a bunch of logs like somebody was out there having a party. And this lone older woman who greeted us as we walked by. Go ahead. You can tell a story about the lady. I know you want to. She was very nice. But she also kind of gave me that Carol vibe. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Really? Because. <laughs> if anybody has seen The Walking Dead, you look. go look up Walking Dead and look at Carol. She was by herself, and she looked like a tough lady. Like, she was skinny, but I was like, well, well. <laughs> um, and she was like, well, if you guys need anything, I'm here. And she has, like, these sterilization pens for the water. And I was like, okay, yeah, that sounds nice. That sounds really sweet. And then I was like, hold on, hold on a minute, hold on a minute. The only word that set me off was the sterilization. And I was just like, mm, don't do it. Don't I've you do it. I've heard of this before. Don't you do it. See, I know where you're going. Don't you, you do it. You gotta pay attention to the black history, kids. <laughs> don't you do it. And I was like, hold on now, Planned Parenthood. Wait a minute. <laughs> I think I'm good. I think I'm okay. Um, I will not be sterilized on this day. I actually but, thought about getting one of those sterile stir, stir pins. But, yes, she was very nice. That lady was very nice. She was, she was. She was gone by the time we left the next day. Yeah, I saw her in the morning. I was going to go over and say good morning and see how she was because someone wanted to go and check on her that night. Yeah. When you were all emotional. Whatever. And she wanted to go and check on, make sure the lady was okay. And I'm like, um, I think she's at least 10 years older than me. And she hiked all the way up in here where we were <laughs> by her lonesome. I think she can take care of herself. Although when she was talking, it looked like she wanted to have company. Like she wouldn't have mind for us to come over there and be with her. Because there are bear rings, bear, bear cables. Mm-hmm. I'll, go with the, I'll go with that. It's probably the wrong terminology. Bear cables where you hang up all your backpack and all your food so the bears don't come up and take it. And she said there were a couple of rings over there. And we went over. And as we were putting our stuff down, she came and walked over again. Was that when we were going to get water? Uh, or she walked up to the site itself? No, that was when we were coming back across the bridge. Okay. We came back across the bridge. She greeted, she greeted us again. And um, I thought about going over there, but I also wanted to be by ourselves. We should have went over there because she had flatter ground. Yeah, she did have flatter ground. And we uh, we parked our tent in between the pathway so I could spot somebody coming in and I could spot them going out. I mean, there was only one hook, so I don't know who else would camp there. Yeah, that one, yeah, yeah, that one would have, that was a single hook, so that wouldn't have been where a group camp was. I think the group camp would have probably been on the other side, because it was said, I think you can get up to 14 people over there, Yeah, single tent, so between all those three different areas, then you would have your stuff up. And, now, uh, the water, it, it was cold. The water was And by cold. the water was cold. Yes, we, we were camped out Which by the water. Which was a good thing because it was bad because, you know, it got really cold at night. But that's really just about the weather. It has something to do with the campsite itself. The right. campsite itself was really good. And it was good because all day we were walking, you know, sunlight, the water, 
had gotten warm. And so, you know, when you're hot and you're thirsty and you drink warm water, and it's not, it's like not as refreshing as cold water. And so I went to collect water in a water filter. Where did you collect the water from? From this freshwater spring giant spring river. brook river whatever you want to call it but it was fresh water so it was so clear so, so clear. clear except for the rocks at the bottom of the filter bottle but yeah yeah there's like uh, sand that rocks we had sand i saw a, a mosquito and i was like i know that it's bug season i didn't know that's where you were going with this so i know that it's out there because it, it was like by the water and i was just like hmm, i'm gonna go over here just so i don't get malaria but <laughs> <laughs> we were in America in a fresh water. But go on. But yes, that water, it was so good. He was like, it does taste like river. And I was like, what are you talking about? It doesn't taste like, it doesn't taste like anything. It's water. It, it tasted a, fresh. It had a taste. Delicious. It had a taste. And it kind of. Not a bad taste. It was a good taste. Like you said, it was like water. Like, like. There's a difference between you get a bottle of spring water and you just drink some water from a tap. There's something, there's a little difference in the taste. At any rate, it didn't, I'm not saying it had a taste like, oh, forget it. it. I can't get out of this. I might be, you know, it might just be in my head. But after I drank that water and we came back, it kind of did help my digestive system. <laughs> That's because it was fresh, unfiltered water. Um, but yeah, we had a filter, which I brought at the last minute at REI. I was thinking about it because I brought water treatment tablets, which you'd have to be pretty much a chemist to figure that out. She's scared to use the treatment tablets, but we'll use a filter. So we used, um, what's that filter bottle I've been wanting to get for years now? Uh, be Live, Be Live. Um, I don't know, but it's by Hydropack. Is it really? Yeah. I didn't think that was a company. No, it is. It's on okay. bottom. All right. But um it which is really good. You have the filter and everybody uses either that or they use Sawyer or you'll use um tablets or you'll use um a life straw. A life straw or you will a use gravity filter. Or you will use treatment tablets or treatment solution which is different from the tablets that you would use because this one you're doing all these different things to treat that to kill all kinds of stuff. And the taste of whatever bad water you may be using because you can treat that for any type of water. Um, I'm all for if I can find a fresh water sauce source, that's what I'm going to be drinking. Yeah. Less less point of, of, of treating things. So I brought this bag just in case. And I'm glad that I did because when I called for going to this place, the guy said, you don't really need to said people make a big mistake. You know, you take a lot of equipment and you got heavy bags and get up there and then you have problems. He said, you don't need a whole lot of water. He said, because you'll be by a body of water. Every campsite is strategically by a body of water. You will have to treat the water. And I said, with a filter or water treatment? He said, a filter would be good. And so we went in there and picked that up. And before I could drink it, the child drank the water before me. And I'm like, why would you do that? Why would you do it? Why would you didn't kill yourself? And so I drank the water. It was good. Because I have a really, like, bad stomach. Like, if I eat... Okay, so I can eat spicy things. I enjoy eating spicy things. Too much of it? That's bad. And I'm not one of those people, and it's like, oh, it's going to burn on the way out. I don't have that. That's disgusting. There's something extremely wrong with you. 
but I will be mex- messed up for like the next week, mm-hmm. depending on the things that I eat. Um, I also have very a very weak digestive system because apparently I'm like slightly lactose intolerant. Yeah, so drinking that water could have been a hanky situation, but it wasn't. And um, I brought some paracord. I'm looking at my bottle sitting right next to me. And we had paracord we brought last year just sitting in our camp yeah. box. And and he was like, and I wasn't going to take it, but don't then take go ahead. The paracord because, you know, uh, we probably won't need it. And in fact, I have some on the striker. And I'm just like. Shut okay. your face, shut okay. your face, shut your face. And I, I dropped it in there anyway. So before we left out the door um, to drive over, I looked at the bottle and saying, this is going to fit inside the side of our backpack, which is packed. We'll get into that in a second. This may actually be a longer episode, by the way. I'm looking at the clock. And um, I decided... If we drop this bottle and we have no water because we left the bladders, we were, we were looking at, we were, we were doing like the through hike because at one point it's like, okay, we're looking at the weight <laughs> and this back, this pack is getting heavy. I said it was probably about 30 pounds, which was way too heavy, perhaps. And I'm lucky that, that I was blessed that, that the female ranger hooked me up with a two mile site and See, not a five mile because we would have died. You also <laughs> we have, would have died. You also have a messed up back. I, yeah, well, I have a hernia disc and a mess up knee, so. For me, the bag was heavy, Well, that wasn't the problem. I mean, it probably contributed to my feet hurting because it is extra weight on your back. But the bag on my back wasn't my problem. I was fine. Like, it was heavy. Mm-hmm. I made me tired, but I was good. It made me feel strong and empowered. Right, and that's why you was crying, right? No. Okay. So the bag was heavy, and I think it was a little too heavy for us to take. If we had a larger bag, I think we could have spread the stuff out. Mm-hmm. And a larger bag may have had, uh, um, I think, better, better. Uh, it would have been a better structure than what we got. Although this one is good for what we took. And so um, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it a little bit later. So I took the paracord and said, if we drop this bottle of water since we didn't take the bladder... And it's the only water we had. We didn't drink much before we left. I said, it's going it's to be kind of messed up. So I took the paracord and tied it to our bottles. What's the name of this bottle? Fancy bottle. Uh, Nalgene. Nalgene. We have two Nalgene bottles. Look at us. We're elitists. Do you have a Nalgene? I have a Nalgene. Yes, I have a Nalgene too. So we had, and I tied it to it. And as we we're walking, we had to get water. And I was thinking, um, I usually like to drink a lot in the beginning, and then I'll just sip straight through. Listen, I just—I'm not one of the, I'm not like a snob, but I do enjoy being on the inside circle of things. Sure, but can I finish the paracord? <laughs> yes. And so, when it, reaching for the water, her cord is shorter than mine's. We had to actually take the thing out, and I was like, "Dang it! Next time I go through this, I make sure I'm going to." a longer cord so we can just pull the water off and drink it and put it back in the bag. But anyway, that's enough of the paracord and the Nalgene. But yes, I've always been very excited to flex the fact that I've used reusable bottles since I was younger. You know, even when I was using single-use plastics, I would reuse them and I would fill them back up with water for a couple days 
and then I would throw it away. I didn't know what recycling was back then, so I would just throw it away. Forgive me, I'm sorry, for not saving our planet. But now, and when I was like a little younger, I use metal reusable bottles before it was cool. Before it was cool, because I didn't have a hydro flask, um, because they were super expensive, but I had other reusable bottles before everyone picked up on it, and before we were using metal straws. So yes, yes, I feel good about myself. Yes, okay. And the reason why you did that is because we always travel with a bunch of kids, and me and mommy worked, and we always wanted water. And when I was younger, you can find a fire hydrant open in New York, and all you had to do was have a cup in your pocket, you can go get some water. Water is expensive. And then they started shutting down a fire hydrant, and you go and ask for some water, and people would give it to you. And then all of a sudden, I get a little bit older, and we're all paying for water in a bottle. And I got to the point, I'm like, what the heck am I paying for water in a bottle for? I'll just carry my own water. Because I've been stuck on a subway before. I said subway, did I? I've never said subway all the years of my living my in the city. Me and either. I just said the city too. People, but, people that come from outside New York, New York, come to New York and say the subway. We just say the train. Right. So I've been stuck <laughs> on a train quite a many times without water and without an emergency snack. So I've worked with children at a camp with autism. And I've worked in school with kids with autism. When I worked at camp is when I started piling up stuff in my backpack, a pocket knife. Um, if I had a Leatherman, which I never did, uh, I had that. I always had water, had some snacks just in case because you drove the bus and the bus could get stuck in traffic or the kids may need something. When I worked at the school, I started carrying gloves because you got the kids who's got snotty nose and so on. So, so my kits that I started carrying my bag just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And one of the main things was always have water and always have a snack because you're always going to get stuck on a train. There could be some time between you getting where you need to go and you're very hungry and you don't have any money. At least you have water and you have snack. So I always carried water and I used to carry plastic bottles, but I'm like, okay, I have to keep buying a bottle of change. So me and mommy started getting our own bottles. And that's how that started because it makes more sense. I can always fill up water. I can go to a bathroom sink somewhere. I can go to a water fountain and fill it up, and I got free water. Yep. So, anyway, we were drinking this water from this fresh stream, and it was delicious. Um, that night for dinner, I made a, a, a beef soup. Um, I had some dehydrated stuff from... Um, we had some dehydrated meals, which is smart to take if you're going to backpack and trek for long distances, and you don't have a refrigerator... On your back. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, d- it, that's going to be kind of harsh. You have to find food that like the pioneer people were doing back in the day. This is where we got jerky from. And I, because they had to travel across the country and they needed to have dry meat and dry uh, uh, biscuits. This is the reason why you had biscuits because you couldn't take a whole loaf of bread. Go on. I mean, you make your own with like freeze-dried stuff that you bought from like a place. And they last longer because it's not just one meal. Um, and it takes up less space. You know, you may be one of those. It people, really did. You may be one of those people that are uncreative, and it's like, okay, your food may have less flavor because you don't know how to cook or season things, but <laughs> you won't have to carry as much. Yeah, I I um I use this company Harmony House Foods. Um, we like Mountain House. We've tried Mountain. We Mountain House is one of our favorites. We tried Mountain House backpacking. Oh. No, back what? What's called the company? 
Backpackers something. Backpackers kitchen or something like that. But anyway, so Mountain House, I have a I have a stockpile of all kinds of stuff. So um, in this soup, I thought about what's in the beef stew, but it wasn't going to be fixed. So it was beef soup. I said, what can we put into a beef stew? So I took some. I had potatoes, um, green beans, carrots, onions. What else? Corn. Corn. That's, that jerky. corn is sweet. And that corn, that corn is really, really sweet. And so that's what I did. Not, and I mixed up my seasons before we left. I had some salt, some pepper, some cayenne pepper, some onion and garlic powder. Um, I thought I was going to put something else in there, but I didn't. And then I had brought some beef jerky in order to throw that in there for some more protein. Then we so, had some supposedly special tea. <laughs> what do you mean? The tea that we bought. Yeah, the guy was telling us the story in the tea. I only brought it because the story was great. I didn't really believe half the stuff he said. But let me tell you something. The folks down here in Tennessee have been very, very good. I only came across one person, and I'm not going to let her um, destroy every instance that we've had. And she we've was met like with 35, people. so I guess you could just chalk that up to her being on the younger side. No, she was a little older than 35. She was just rude and nasty. And I don't even know why she even acted the way she did because it made no sense. Maybe she was just having a bad day. You know what? I hope she. Has I don't know because the guy who went before me, the guy who went before me, she had no issue with helping him. I walk up and then she just starts. Yes, I said. Um, I need to. I think I have to check in for the campsite. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So what do I do? What are you talking about? I just said, and I'm like, you know what? And y'all, you already know if you listen to this, you know where I'm from. And I immediately <laughs> was about to jump into my Bronx bag and go, are you out your mind? But I, I, I held my tongue real good. And I let her say her little piece. But she didn't really say much. She just kept looking at me like, I'm, like I got three freaking heads. Again, she didn't say this to the other guy who was in front of me. She went and she handled his business nicely. I walk up and this lady started with an attitude. So we left. Found out that where we needed to check in for backcountry camping was two doors down and we got over there and them two rangers was just like they was yucking it up and we had a long conversation <laughs> we had a long conversation the guy was holding back laughing and was talking about people who come out backpacking and what was it they want to <laughs> they want to ride the bears and want to take pictures <laughs> so it was it was a great time and so i like you know what and that's basically how we've been treated since we've been down here in Fairville. I mean, that's everywhere you know there's, like there's it, always going to be a couple people who are just crabby and disgusting, but they're 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 good people in the world. They exist, you know. Yeah, and so the the other rangers are really really good. They gave us a lot of good information. The guy asked me how heavy was the pack, and I said it's kind of heavy. And um, but I said, you know what? I said he said good that you got the two mile. He said it's good you just do what I just said, which was. Um, I just figured we go this one time and we figure it out what we need and what we don't need. And I figured out we don't need a lot of things depending on the weather that we're going and the place that we're going. Mm -hmm. And we could have switched up on some other things that we did. The reason why I chose, by the way, that first night was because we needed some more water. We needed hydration. What you, what you find in a lot of these packaged foods are you put in your X amount of water you get the calories and you get the protein you need, but you put an X amount of water in there and it just fills up the bag and you've got the food, but you don't have the other liquid. 
So the beef soup helped because it was so much water in there that we had the we had the vegetables, we had the protein, and then we had more water before we went to bed. So that was good. Um, we tried to set a fire; it didn't work out too well for us. It started, um, but and then it went out. Yeah, we I don't know what kind of wood that was, but it did not burn. Um, but and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Specialty. That guy was like, first of all, he gave us a what is it called? The tea thing, the tea bomb. The infuser. The infuser. For free. He just threw that in the bag. It was like, here. I'm like, what? Yeah. The other one walked up and gave us some chicken. That chicken was good. Yeah. That chicken was good. The smoke smell. You know, around here, we just let people try everything. And I'm like, huh? Excuse me? What? And then their prices were super good. Yeah. I'm like, okay. So we ended up buying tea. Wow. (laughs) That long story. And it was like, this tea will make you go to sleep and have a great night's sleep. And listen, I don't know if it was that tea or just that I was tired. I slept like a rock. (laughs) Like a rock. I'm not going to say like a baby. Well, I did wake up a couple times. But, yep, like a boulder. I was not moving. I may want to try that tea now that we have. We're home. We have the filter. We can do it. Well, not at home, but we're here. And we have the filters with us. So... Um, yeah, so here's a whole little story, and we brought the tea, but I, I wanted tea anyway. We left the tea, and so we came down without tea, and all we have is coffee, and I'm like, I can't be drinking coffee every morning. I, I can't. I need tea. That's what I need, so we end up buying some tea, which is great because we drink tea all the time, and so, um, yeah, so when we finally get there, we're tired. The body hurts, everything else. She's emotionally distraught, and then just starts saying, this was really hard. This is a hard day. It starts crying. And so we're standing around the uh, dying fire hugging. <laughs> it was kind of warm though. Because it got cold. It was supposed to be 50 degrees that night. But it definitely yeah, it was it definitely dropped down below the 40s. And I had to pee since 2 o'clock in the morning. I was waiting for the sun to come up because it was cold. And we're talking back country now. So there's no toilet bowl. We had a privacy rock. We had a privacy rock. Right. So you basically, you want to go, I would say, 200 feet. I heard 100 and more. You want to go 100 feet away from your water source. And you want to go about another 100 feet away from your campsite. The same way you don't want to eat next to your tent. So you do all those measurements out, and that's how you use it and say, okay, well, this is where we're going to go for the bathroom, and this is where we're going to eat, and this is where we're going to camp. So, And we're campers, so we go camping. We haven't gone backcountry camping yet. I really want to do it. Kind of did. When? The rustic camping. Oh, yes, the rustic camping. Yeah. It was hot. Mm -hmm. Um, But... Yeah, and and so that was that was kind of cool. This was a this was a, a decent experience. I really did like it. I agree with her. It was really hard, and I think the hardest part, as I said, um, you know, when we were shooting a YouTube video, was that going in with so many unknowns made it hard for me. I have a fear of heights. I, in the past, have suffered from anxiety—not anxiety, yeah, pa- panic attacks. And I also have um, vertigo, which runs in my family. Some have it more worse than I do. So going up that high and looking off to the edge had my head spinning a couple of times. I didn't tell her that what was going on. And that really got into my head and, and, and jacked it up. If you listen to um, The Road to 60, I tell you more about that because it's about adventuring over the age of 50. 
So if you listen to the Road to 60, you'll hear about that, all that stuff. So, um, yeah, once we got in and we got the bag off the back, my back was like, all the water was pulling off and the wind came. It was kind of cold. I couldn't get warm. Now, do you have a fear of heights or a fear of falling? Because I have a fear of falling. Like, I can stand, like, on a counter or a high table and I'll be fine. I just don't want to get off because I might fall. No, it's heights because that's what makes my head spin. Like, the first time we took, we went on that little short hike. It's not the official hike, but that was the first time we did that in Virginia when we went to go see Newsboys. I mean, not Newsboys. Um, uh, Toby Mac. Yeah. We stood in the edge and he said, oh, I'll take a picture. My eyes stand on the edge. I'm going to stand on the edge. My knees buckled. When we came back, it just kept happening to me. And at one time, my my legs just stopped and I was just petrified. I'm like, no, I can't. I can't do this because I have to get out of here. Mm-hmm. Got to get you out. I got to get out of here. I can't be petrified. That's just stupid. I was like, it's all in your head. It's all in your head. Keep moving. And I pushed myself. If I didn't, I might have been standing there for longer than the 10 seconds or so I was there. Yeah. Um, so once we got in and we set up, everything was fine. Um, this is our first time using a backpacking tent, which weighs like four pounds. It was like it was it was like a leaf. You can lift that up with one hand. Uh, it's kind of short, so me I have to crawl in on my kneecaps, and that sucked. Um, the other part of it not being a great night's sleep was we didn't take the usual pads we use when we go camping because we started looking at weight. Our big Agnes pads. Big Agnes pads. So we left the walkie-talkies because I said, maybe we don't need it. <laughs> but the water, Luckily, we didn't. The water was really loud. The water was really loud. God bless you people who think that sleeping by a stream in a river is calm and relaxing. It's not. It's not. That's really loud. Um, so we had to cut down on weight. So I left the pad and we took our little accordion Nemo pads and that's what we slept on. They're kind of like waffles, so you feel like lumps all night long. Which I, have, is just- I have herniated discs and a whole bunch of other stuff. So I, I, the pain that I was feeling all night long and trying to roll over on one side, my back was killing me. So I was basically laid on one side. Yeah, which is just basically the heat. Yeah, to keep you from losing body heat. Yeah, because if you touch the ground, which I did, if, if you touch the ground and then you touch the pad, it's significantly warmer on top of the pad. <laughs> Um, yeah, that ground was freezing cold. Yeah, but it's not really for comfort, like at no, all. No, no, And so, um, in the middle of the night, I got up and I and I closed down the rain fly to try to keep the wind off because it was really, really chilly, and my bag, for whatever reason, wasn't keeping me warm. I think I had on enough warm clothes. Did I sleep with my um my base layer on, or just the other one? I think I did. No, I took the bigger one off because it was it was soaking wet with sweat. I was going to try to have that dry up and I had the other thing. So I wasn't warm anyway. And that bag was a little too tight, which, by the way, we had to go out and buy an emergency bag for me. Um, my bag was 30 degrees or 40 degrees and yours is 20. Yeah. So I went and got myself a 20 degree bag. Um, you know, based on your equipment is, you know, it's it's crazy. Although I would not take this. That sleeping bag anywhere because it's a little hefty and heavy. So, you know, if I'm going to continue backpacking, which I think I want to do twice a year, take a small trip, I would probably think about spending the money to get a backpacking sort of 
um, sleeping bag, something lighter. Mm-hmm. Because what we did was, I would assume we went early in the season. So, guys, the equipment that you have should keep you, no matter what weather you're in. If you have the wrong equipment and you're not dressed right, right, things will go wrong and will happen to you. So the most I had was cold. I had my buff on, so I kind of pulled that over my head because I didn't have my usual hat on that I would sleep with. And that kept my head warm and pretty much my neck warm, but I, my back yeah, is cold. I put that on in the morning. Because one, I didn't feel like doing my hair that morning. I was like, you know what? I already was up at like 6 a.m. So I didn't sleep, so <laughs> I slept maybe 20 seconds, 20 minutes. Yeah, there's that. But I was already up at like 6 a.m. And I was like, I don't feel like doing anything. So I put that over my head. It kept the heat in. No one was able to see my hair. <laughs> I was good. 6 a.m. Like, where's the sun, man? Where is the sun? Yeah. It still was not up. The sun was still not up. Because, and I'm, you know what? It had to come up over the mountain. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't think about that. It was, it was like dancing on the treetops. And I was like, come on. Just a little bit farther. I just thought about that. It has to go up and it would have to shine over that whole mountain to, to we get down the to the valley. We were in the valley of that mountain. So um, it's like being in the in the, in the, the bottom of a, <laughs> a volcano. And so in the morning, in case you're wondering, but you're now an hour or so deep into this, you're probably not wondering, how do we wash up? Well, there's this company called Shower Pouch. But we didn't have their product. No. <laughs> we had Cedar Summit. Um, the year before that, we went to that rustic camp because we didn't know what the water situation was going to be. Although we had a water a well down the hill, we had to go out and fetch the water and bring it back up. Um, and that we, that we, I did that. I did it once too. And then we used a bucket and we put soap in there. We used a bucket and we washed out. We washed up in the bucket. Here. Oh, you meant there. Okay. No. Right. This time, um, we're talking freezing cold water, so we had to heat the water up, but we had a small pot, and so we went with a different pad. That first year, we had some knockoff pad, and it was really small. It was no bigger than a baby wipe, and then this year, I went with Cedar Summit and thought that that would work, but that was about as big and thick as a baby wipe, and I said, you know what? And I was going to do it, but it was too late, and no store carried it. I was going to do shower pouch, which is the size of a towel that you can wipe down and clean your whole body with. Mm-hmm. And um, as we were talking about earlier, about if 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 it's if you do not need to smell, don't don't. Please. It's not a badge of honor no. to come out the mountain smelling like you funky beat, funky <laughs> beat, funky Pete. Like nah. a wildebeest. Like a wildebeest, man. That's nasty. And so that's what we use. I use it for my face. I use it for the uh, for the Netherlands. Yes, and it doesn't leave like Kano has these flushable wipes. Yes, for, so when you go to the bathroom, and I've noticed that it leaves a sticky feeling. It's not pleasant. Right, and that's that's basically a flushable toilet paper. A lot of people were buying that up during the uh, beginning of quarantine because toilet paper was flying off the off the shelf, which is a good thing to have, by the way, to keep with you to travel with, and um, if you're packing, especially if you're an adventure, to have that stuff. And uh, but what we were told was that 
the the area up there that we could have used just regular toilet paper because um, she said the level of net decomposition of um, it breaks down really fast, right? In so, the soil, right? And so when you're backcountry camping, hiking, what's the other one? Overlanding. Basically, we're all camping, right? Yeah. Whether you're hiking to where you're going or you're driving to, um, you dig a hole. This is this is the etiquette. You dig a hole six to something feet, six to something inches. I say eight inches, and that's where you do it. You do your business right there, and then you cover that sucker back up. Two ways to do this is, and um, for some people they say mark it with a with a stick, but half the people by the time you walk, you want oh, is that a stick? Is that a cross? I don't know. I would, I would just do it with rock because I'm not trying to move a rock. Right. To go poop. I think a rock would be better. Yeah, I'm not going to move a rock to poop. Um, so, and then what you do is you cover that up. Now, you can use toilet paper, but people try to tell you don't use a lot of toilet paper. I wasn't going to use toilet paper from the jump because I understand that. I've gone to bathrooms and you see people just overdo it. And you got a bunch of toilet paper popping about the ground where you're walking. So, the other way to do it, which is basically the way most people do it, is you carry in. You carry out, and that includes your waste. So you take a bag, you take your stuff, you put it in there, whatever you wash with, whatever you wipe with, you put that inside your bag, and you haul that up out there with you. Um, you know what? You don't want it next to your site. You hang it up where you got your bags at. And you take it. You know, the great thing about overlanding or camping is you'll have a trash bag. So your stuff can go in there. If you're hiking, or should I say backpacking for a couple of days, you might want to hang that up somewhere away from where you are and then pull it out and then take it with you when you go. But yeah, so that's what we did. Um, I will invest in shower pouches, but unfortunately, they're about like $5 a pouch for one. So um, they did have a little special where you're going to get 10 for 40 or 30 something dollars, which is not a real big thing. But. Um, I would rather have a decent sized thing than to have what we've been using, which is way too small and I, and it can't do as much work as you want to do. So that was it. And we got back here. We, we uh, took a nice shower or but, soaked in the tub, really. Sorry. Why are you yawning over the mic? Because I'm tired. I'm also coughing over the mic because my throat itches. Yeah. <coughs> um, but do do things with in your budget. Yeah. That's what we did. <coughs> and don't use cotton on wipes. Sorry. That feeling just isn't for me. I need to feel clean. Not sticky. I don't like that. <laughs> that is gross. Gross me out. I don't care if it's scented. I'd rather have it unscented if it's not going to leave me feeling like that. So yes. If you can't get shower pouches, Sea to Summit is a good option. I'm sure there are also cheaper options. I've just... Not heard of any of them yet. So, <laughs> but almost it seems like almost everybody uses a shower pouch. The other thing you can do is you could take some. Which is what we did with, with the kids. We with the kids, you were part of them, and we took like um for wiping the kids' hands, we took soapy paper towels, and we put in a ziploc, and that's what we did. But you also want to be careful of the smells for the bears. Anyway, so um, that night, you know, it was it was a horrible night's sleep. And getting up in the morning, I wanted some tea, but we didn't have any. Um, we had the tea that we brought from the guy, but it was too much to try to put it inside the ball with the cup. Because when I cooked the food, 
we needed water. So I was like, okay, which am I going to sacrifice? I only made one cup of the tea with that thing with the, with the ball in it. I'm like, I'm not dealing with that in the morning. I just want to get up and get out of here. And so we didn't do the tea, but I said we'll do all of our calories up front before we leave. So that morning we had our box of tuna. Oof. Which was jelly-style tuna. Yeah, I don't like it, but I ate it because I had to, and I needed um, it. Okay, so Bumblebee has these tuna kits. Star Kiss. Star Kiss was the first one I discovered a few years also ago hiking. Also has tuna kits. Yes. If you like relish, mix in there. Both are good for you. If you don't like relish, mix in there. Go for the Star Kiss option. I think it's a little bit heavier, but you can enjoy your food while you're eating it. Yeah. Bumblebee is the straight up deli style and they're pre-made already stuff. I mean, they do have other packets where salmon, smoked salmon, and those things. That I don't. But I'm not sure if they're already mixed, but they don't come with crackers. So we're talking the whole kit being your your tuna and the cracker. Yeah. So we've taken this before, and I said let's take some this time, and so that's what we had. So we had that in the morning. And we had another Mountain House meal. Yellow one of their curry. one of their new ones that they came up with, which I will never buy again. Yellow curry. Yellow curry. It was okay, but it was a bit of a miss for me. It was a it was a massive miss for me. I didn't like the flavor, and it really messed with my stomach. It kind of tasted like mustard. It tasted yes. It looked like mustard. It was. Mm. So we took all of our calories up front. Let's leave it with that. <laughs> so we took all the protein and calorie up front that morning, and I really wanted tea, and I didn't feel like going through it. So we had these. We carry these things when we go to the gym and when we hike. They're uh, um, what's the name of the company? I don't know, but if you go, to it's an electrolyte tablet. Yes, if you go to REI or literally any outdoor store, probably I'm not. You will say, find them. Yes, you will find them in multiple different brands. The one that we get is in a tube and it comes in tablets. Nan Noon, I think it's Noon, right? N U U N. Yes. And so, um, but this is like a fizzy tablet. <laughs> I said, okay, I'm going to boil up a whole bunch of water, a whole pot of water, poured half of it in the mail packet, and then made two cups of water. And I dropped half a tablet into it because you need like 16 ounces for the for the whole tablet. So I split two half tablets inside the thing and we drunk it with hot water. I said, I just, I just want something with flavor. It tasted like cider. Yeah, it was actually pretty darn good. I mean, I don't know if we got all the needed nutrients out of it because it was hot, but yeah. And so, um, that's how we started out. And we, when we got back, I knew that going backwards, it would be more of a problem because the end of the trail had all the rocks and the roots. So that would be the first thing we had to do early in the morning, and it was the first thing early in the morning. And by the time we started going downhill, my knees were already shot. From going through that. And so going downhill for me was more of a problem. And I did trip. The very thing we started to talk about at the beginning of this episode of it being a dangerous thing, I tripped a number of times. And I had to start walking because the, the, uh, the drop down the mountain was now on my left side. I had to put the trekking pole on my left. I'm a natural right-handed person. So carrying on my left was really a problem. And, um, but that was protection because if I tripped and went, at least I know I can push off with the pole. And so I tripped a couple of times and then I slipped in that little ravine on the rock, but <coughs> we came out and we survived and we're good. And we, we did it. You did it. Yeah. I saw a tree on the way out that was cut. It was like dripping. 
The very waxy like drip. white stuff. Yeah. But then it was also like red on the inside. And I'm like, ugh. The tree's infected. Yeah. Um, what have we learned? I learned that if I were to do this again, I would definitely go with lighter. I think I would sacrifice the weight where it comes to sleeping. I would rather sleep in comfort than in pain all night long. So I would sacrifice and put the weight on the comfort of sleep. Um, I wouldn't get the tuna packs. I would probably just get the tuna in the regular thing without the can. I would I would definitely go with, because the bulkiness also takes up space. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't have taken, I would take more of, although it takes up more water, I would take more of the homemade dehydrated meals than I would take the packaged ones. Yeah. Although they're very light, it, it also take up space, so it was more bulk. Mm-hmm. You couldn't fit other things you wanted to do because we did sacrifice some things. Yeah. Um, I definitely, definitely, without a doubt, would switch bags to a lighter bag. Yeah. I would even maybe think <clears throat> going ultra light bag. Because it makes more sense. Yeah, it does. So I'm hoping to try to do this again this year um, at a different time, perhaps when it's warmer so we don't need to take so much. But um, she's not really sold on the idea because it was so hard going in. But now I know what to expect. And that's what I'm saying. Coming out, I knew what to expect. Going in, there were so many unknowns and it made it very hard for her to go through. It was hard for me. I'm like... Is it two miles yet? When is this thing going to end? But coming out, we knew what to expect. So we got out faster. It was easier because we knew what to expect. We knew where the turns were. We knew where the pain was going to come. And we got out relatively easy. I think we got out a half an hour earlier than we did going in. So I think we should be able to count this as two hikes. Not going to lie. Yeah. Because it was on two different days. So... (laughs) And you know what? The day before, I said I was so tired of hamburgers because we went past a place. And we came out that place. I was so hungry. I was so hungry. The only thing I thought of was a burger. (laughs) So we drove off. Before, like, the, uh, I can't remember. But before, we had, I had a burger from Hardee's. It was delicious. It was delicious. This is the first Hardee's burger I've ever had in my entire life. Um, And I was like... We should go there again. And I guess he was like, no. And then he saw the sign. Apple Valley something? Yeah. Apple Valley Cafe. My God, that burger they was good. They put apple cider vinegar in their coleslaw. In their coleslaw. And I knew it. The minute I put it to my mouth, I smelled this apple smell. I'm like, did they do this? I called the people back. That's how good it was. And he's like, I don't know. I'm like, no, I'm just calling because it's because, oh, my God. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I mean, everybody, I'm telling you. People have been very, very kind and really, really nice down here. And if I had any choice of where I would live, I think I might come down to the Tennessee area. Um, It's not as far west as I want to go to for like, you know, driving for like overland type stuff. But um, it's out there. It's out there. I mean, we stayed in Virginia and tomorrow we'll be going back and we'll be landing in Virginia again. And um, although there are nice people there. craziness in Virginia. (laughs) By the way, West Virginia... Yeah, y'all got some things going on, <laughs> like some things. I I don't know what's happening, but you're like Florida's lost cousin. Mm. <laughs> okay, before we finish, I want I want to say the two things were my two favorite things that that happened. 
first of all, everyone's been very kind everywhere we went. You know, people have talked to us. Hey, sir, how about how you doing? And we've had wonderful conversations talking to people. Went to Walmart. The lady starts saying, if we had some help, I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't live here because I, I love to come here and help with your shift. Yeah. And she just went on. I said, well, how long you been here? I've been here for 30 years. She's talking about all the stuff that was going on People and down there. Up and the conversation was going on. And as we left, right, as we left, I said, I'm sorry, something about this. She said, well, it felt good just to talk about it. I was like, oh, man, she felt better just talking about it. Yeah, because I'm usually not like a conversation person. No, nah, man, we're straight on New Yorkers. Like, don't talk to me. Because usually the only conversations that you have are like somebody asking for directions. And it's like, okay. Or like some rude person was talking to you in some, in some rude way. But these were like nice conversations. It really was. Everywhere it's striking up, they're just talking. And love to talk. You know what I noticed about the Tennessee accent? It's, it's, I was telling you the other day about it's kind of like low and it's deep and sort of throaty when people talk to you. But you know what it reminded me of? People from Texas. Mm-hmm. That Texas and Tennessee accents almost sound, they sound, they sound alike. Different from people from Georgia. That's crazy. Georgian people's accents are totally different. From the upper part of what they want to call the South. But yeah. Okay. We were driving to this Apple spot or driving back from it. Apple Apple something cafe. Apple Valley. Apple Valley Cafe because of some whole area over there. And we drive by Paw Paws. Catfish Kitchen. Paw Paws Catfish Kitchen. Isn't that awesome? Paw Paws Catfish Kitchen. Um, as we were leaving... <laughs> Um, we, we ran into Fat Daddy's Arcade. <laughs> Fat Daddy's <laughs> Arcade. And um, Boss Hog. <laughs> Boss Hog's Barbecue. Um, we, we were coming out and the couple was talking, was asking us some stuff. And um, we, we gave them directions so they came back out. And as they were leaving off, he said, y'all have a good one. He said, have a good one. I was like, that's awesome. Y'all have a good one. I was like, thank you, sir. You have a good one. It's like mixing whole words and putting into one have a good one. Like the guy who said live down in the south. We said you can have a Dr. June bug. <laughs> what? Remember the guy, the comedian from um we were watching that night. He was talking about names yes. that we have in uh, phrases and names we have in the south, like his my like his grandmother would just use five words into one, which you're not gonna do. It was like one word which you're not gonna do. It's like sound like good one. You have a good one. Have a good one. You have a good day. Have a good one. Okay. I think that's a good note to end on because we went like probably an hour and a half today. Yeah. But yeah. So um, that was our first experience back backpacking. And um, this is a very long road trip and we're not done. So we'll probably do a part two of how we ended all of this. So let's get out of here and get prepared for this long drive tomorrow. And um, eventually back to reality a few days from now. Why do you look sad? Because I like it here. So do I. <clears throat> now, if our entire family could just move into one spot, that would be great. Yes. But we got a new grandchild we have to go. We have to see at some point. Yes. After we self-quarantine. Yes. Ooh, we should call them up. Yes. And video chat. Yes. Okay, well, let's get this over with. Say goodbye, kid. Bye. Hey, wait, y'all have, have, y'all have, <laughs> y'all cut off my bike. Y'all have a good one. <laughs> say, say goodbye, kid. Bye. Say, have you, have a good one.
have a good one. No, have a